0: And, uh, uh, well, I'm glad you're not trying to blame these stripes on me. It's like, well, no, Josh clearly did uh, that. You were a talk thousand miles
1: away. It crossed my mind. I got to guarantee you. Well, hey, Jeeper, I'm Josh. And on this episode of the Jeep Talk
0: Show, we've got all kinds of Jeep talk to get to. But first, I've got a story that's going to freak out any 4XE owners out there, especially if you live in a place where it gets cold in the winters. And if you own tools, you'll want to stick around for this week's must-have pick of the week for your Jeep. But as we said, if you own a 4XE and you live in cold climates, well, you're going to want to pay attention to this story. Uh, Keller Rohrback, a law firm out of Seattle with a name that sounds more like a blind and deaf Pokemon, <laughs> is gathering Jeep, Wrangler, and, Gra- and Grand Cherokee 4XE owners to put them in concentration camps for their culpability in the human w- welfare crimes that are happening in the ore mines that made their batteries. I'm... Just kidding, of course. But no, that really is going on. So if you think you're saving the planet or anything like that, it's actually just the opposite. But I digress. This law firm is actually looking for any and all 4XE owners. So if you own one of those, well, pay attention. You might be a candidate for a possible class action lawsuit. A call to action post on the business's website claims that Jeep misled buyers of the plug-in hybrid off-roaders by claiming that they can operate in electric-only mode. But new evidence is now providing, or proving rather, that's not always true. Did you guys know about the form mode on the 4XE Jeeps? Tony, uh, Chuck, did you guys know about this? Form.
1: No. No. Uh uh-uh, uh. I've never I, heard I, of
0: it. No, I didn't know about this either. And honestly, um, trying to look it up, there's not a whole lot of readily available information about it either. I didn't know about this, and, and apparently not a whole lot of other people did either. Now, Form is an acronym that stands for Fuel and Oil Refresh Mode. News to me. Oh my God. And when this mode is active, it keeps the internal combustion engine constantly engaged in winter temperatures. Now, obviously, this is going to affect MPGs if the engine's running and the Jeep's not, well, being used. Yeah, you can see how that works out. And the owners of 4XE are now cl- coming together and uh, to say that the premium they, they paid for the exceptional mileage for their Jeep was, well, they were all sold a false bill of goods. Now, the claim is false advertising when it all boils down to it. Because if you claim a Jeep gets certain mileage or can operate in a certain way and no matter uh, no, and no matter what, but in reality... It's not even remotely capable of those numbers, or there's a secret feature that you're not aware of preventing you from operating the Jeep like it's supposed to. Well, all because it gets a little too chilly? Come on, I'm calling BS too. This is crap. Jeep, or more likely the marketing departments of Jeep's parent company, Stellantis, think that really dropped the ball on this one. Now, there's a good chance it's a case of the left hand not talking to the right hand. We've seen way too many examples of that, especially in today's uh, world. And although the engineering department probably knew about this feature, the sales and the marketing departments may not have been properly informed and thus failed to instruct potential buyers of this feature. And as far as I can tell, this feature cannot be turned off. I did some research trying to look for a bypass or anything like that. Um, not out there. But it's not all doom and gloom if you own a 4xe and live where it gets down into the freezing temps. Now although this feature cannot be bypassed within the factory programming, there are ways to circumvent this from happening. One way would be to install block heaters. This may be expensive, possibly not even possible due to the machining and stuff like that, uh, and it may not even be 100% foolproof, but it may help nonetheless. Now, I've, seen some se- I've seen several forum posts about this recently where uh, some 4XE owners are seeing some benefits from blocking the grill, you know, like semi-truck drivers do out in, uh, in, in colder climates. From duct tape to cardboard to the aftermarket even where you can get inserts or full covers even to block off the front grill entirely, I think like a bra for the front of your Jeep almost, all in the hopes of retaining a little more heat in the engine compartment while driving in winter. Now, this may not be ideal. It may not even work for some of you in the northern or midwestern states where the winters are, uh, well, let's say, a bit more harsh. But then maybe this class action lawsuit can bring some much needed awareness of this. Well, and speaking of awareness, if you're listening to this right now and you own a 4XE Jeep, well, you if you knew about this feature before you signed on the dotted line to buy that Jeep, would you have still bought it? we're curious let us know um we're, we really want to know what your thoughts are on this topic if you own a 4xe and if you knew about this ahead of time would you still have bought your jeep give us a call let us know and be sure to stay tuned to the jeep talk show for the latest news from the jeep world twice a week
2: are you ready it's the jeep talk show with Wendy There will be body damage Josh. I like making people laugh, that's, that's it's
0: good
1: for my soul Josh Yeah, I don't think so And I think that's a huge deal So sit back Strap in And brace yourself
2: and this is Chuck, and I finally converted the Scrambler from all-front-wheel drive to all-wheel <laughs> drive. <laughs> that's, uh, that's nice. I'm Tony, and the
1: 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator was vandalized while we were at <gasps> Sam's Club. Find out more it on tonight's so. uh, Gladiator segment.
2: Oh, Nobody man. cares.
1: <laughs> but It's red. If did, it was black, then they definitely wouldn't care.
2: Well, let's get back yeah. to the news. No, <laughs>
0: Before, uh, but shots was, were just fired. Uh, <laughs> the freaking
2: news. Good night. Go ahead.
1: Jeep Everybody. News. National Jeep news and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. I'm sorry. I thought Chuck was done talking. <laughs>
0: Well, there's uh, the police in Jamestown, New York, were called to the scene of a vehicle versus pedestrian accident Wednesday morning. Reports say a woman was trying to get into her Jeep Wrangler when it started to move and then just kept going. From what I can tell in the video and from the story and everything, it looks like it was a JK model two-door Wrangler, possibly white or or light silver in in color, uh, left the parking lot. Uh, This woman had parked in a... um, uh, uh, a Boys and Girls Club parking lot uh, Is kind of in front of uh, Or behind rather uh, This residential area And uh, I Just At one point She had gotten into the jeep uh, Was trying to get into the jeep rather uh, And uh, And it just sort of left The parking space on its own And kept going uh, This jeep had crossed the street and went between two homes. Now, you, can you guys see that the pictures there? I'm, I'm talking to the co-hosts here. And, of course, if you're listening to this, you can head over to jeeptalkshow.com. <laughs> Listeners are and looking and around. The, where, right. Where? And, and see the pictures for <laughs> well, yourself and actually see the, for, of the crime man. and the acting. <laughs> now, look at that gap between those two houses. The Jeep managed yeah, to thread that needle. Wow. Now it did strike the uh, the edge of that porch on the house on the left, and you can see the bumper kind of laying in the uh, in the front yard there. I think the porch is what took off the bumper of the Jeep. At least that's what looks like what's laying in the uh, in the front yard there. Uh, but it, that didn't even stop the Jeep. Um, and as we know, we've we've heard about how many cop cars it takes to stop a Jeep. It's <laughs> usually more than a lot more than one. Uh, so a house isn't going to stop a Jeep. No, it just kept going. Um, and it uh, it crossed another street. Uh, And still kept going, entered a parking lot, kept going, hit two more vehicles before it finally stopped. Uh, The female owner of the Jeep, she did suffer some minor injuries. She was taken to a hospital, local hospital. Uh, She's going to be just fine. But what's interesting was the vehicle was not running the entire time. Um, And uh, according to the reports, the investigators said that the Jeep was a manual and did not have the parking brake engaged. So take a guess on to how this happened. Was there a dog driving? (laughs) No. (laughs) What I'm thinking is the the woman was trying to get into the Jeep. Maybe she had some bags or a duffel bag or something. Again, she was leaving a Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Maybe she was at the gym working out. I don't know. threw the, the workout bag into the Jeep before she got in. Just so happened the strap caught the stick shift, moved it into neutral, and and that's all it took. Gravity at that point took over. Um, she was a little sore from you know maybe a little bit too much on the on the on the treadmill. Uh, couldn't catch up to the jeep. Got ran over or scraped or something. Who knows? Oh man! Just uh, think if and, it hadn't and, been
1: leg day, it might have been a whole different story, right? But the slope of the driveway was
0: pretty much did it in for her. And that Jeep just took off. And, and at that point, uh, too much momentum. She was never going to catch up to it. And so, there you go.
1: so I know emergency brakes aren't, are always optional. But in my head, if you have a standard transmission, it's not optional. That if you have a standard, you really have to make sure that you set that emergency brake. Not I that emergency brakes are 100% because sometimes they need to be adjusted. Uh, yeah,
2: I've never had one Tony I've only had manuals I've never had a functioning um, emergency brake I do know that like on the Sierra Trek and the Jeep Jamboree it is a prerequisite Mm -hmm. so if I was ever going to go I had to install one like you cannot go on those two Jeep and runs without them I've never had one and I've never ran myself over and or ran into the neighbor's um, porch well, I'm I think guessing
0: you probably have a few more brain cells to rub together than what this Jeep. Well, did. but I'm, but, uh, but, I, but you you know, know, what you I,
1: said I, is you know throwing something in there, or there's a small child that has seen you drive the Jeep and wants to you know emulate what you're doing, and they reach over sure there be. and they start messing with the the stick shift. Maybe while you're you're out, and uh, I th- you know I know experience has uh, has a lot to do with it, uh, making you nervous or not. But it would make me nervous mm-hmm. not having a functional emergency brake because of. Uh, kids dogs and just the safety of the jeep itself and uh you Mm -hmm. you, have you ever thought about carrying wheel chocks with you josh on i mean not josh uh chuck
2: for emergencies uh yeah it's usually the rock that uh you know the last rock that i drive over i just kind of how did you get that four foot
1: rock that you backed into in the back of that scrambler that's the thing i don't want to that i want (laughs) to
2: know you just like shove it into the body like if you just shove the t- the big giant rock into the body then you're not going to move i mean that's very simple well,
1: this is this is great dating advice as well yeah, <laughs> yeah tony you, you mentioned
0: you mentioned the uh the, the parking block you know the parking chalk thing and uh-huh. wheel chalk and uh wheel we chalk. have a uh, w- uh one of the one of the most used pieces of equipment that we have at the shop is a 1977 dotson forklift and uh and that thing uh does not have brakes not like not at all uh it does have (laughs) a parking brake and that does work uh but uh but no there there is no brakes on that thing and so if you are at, at some point in the yard where uh it's got a little bit of a slope uh you're working with something with that forklift uh, you got to hop out and really quickly pop that uh, wheel chalk in underneath the uh, underneath t- underneath the tire, and and there you go.
1: So Chuck, whenever you do, you ever set it into uh, four low, and then uh, just the the deep gears that you have on that scrambler would uh, it wouldn't yep. work as a brake, but it certainly would slow its ass down. It, do you ever do that for safety?
2: Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so actually, uh, reverse is usually the best gear yep. because uh, your reverse manual is usually the deepest. Right. I mean, even my first gear is like incredibly deep, but my reverse is e- even even more deep. Mm-hmm. And actually, what I do is um, when I stop the scrambler or the CJ or any of the Jeeps, really, even the the, the we call it the cow Jeep, is I'll I'll turn my tires. So um, yeah, okay. if you ever, like grew up in a snowy hilly area. You know, there's a certain way to like turn your front wheels, you know, so if it does start rolling, it's going to roll sideways, you know, into the ditch or into the. Less likely to gain speed, right? Right. Correct. So you do that. You also make sure that you're in a flat ish area. It doesn't actually have to be flat, but a flat ish area.
0: (laughs) So,
2: that's, <laughs> really. I mean, so, Josh, you come out over to the ranch, man, cuz it's not fucking flat. <laughs> Goddamn,
1: Josh. NASA would like a mirror that is so flat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <says> yeah. Kansas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you, do, you do a couple things, man, and you just make sure that you're not stupid. Like you don't just get out of your Jeep and walk away from it. I mean, you you do a, a plethora of things to make sure that it's safe-ish. I mean, we it is not a safe thing to do but you do things that are unsafe safely mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. there right. you go
1: well um uh, so i will recommend i mean chuck you do you of course uh but i would recommend everybody <laughs> everybody have a functioning uh, uh emergency brake especially on a manual transmission right. vehicle especially if you have kids or grandkids uh it's just it's just something that you, it's a, a safety feature that you should have and in texas uh, we have state inspections of vehicles, and you will not pass the inspection without an emergency break.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't live actually. in a communist state.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we don't have inspections up here in Oregon either. You just uh, you got to go through uh, DEQ. The, you yeah, care about what's coming out of the tailpipe, not, not necessarily what's around the tailpipe.
1: The state inspections is handled by the state troopers, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: now tony i don't know about you this kind of rung some bells with me uh back in 2016 you remember the story about uh uh, star trek uh the movie star trek actor anton yelchin i thought about Uh, this too
1: while we were talking he
0: got ran over or pinned actually um in his own driveway up against a brick wall by his jeep that started moving on its own right uh and 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 died uh subsequently from from uh from that accident probably didn't Uh, set the
1: emergency brake
0: you know, but that was a grand chirk uh, that had the weird knobby thing. That oh, yeah. That the, was that the, a, the a the big
1: misunderstanding. I mean, he can fly a starship, but he can't take it out of uh, neutral. <laughs> yeah, right. No offense. So, of course.
0: Uh, but no, I, at first I had thought that this was was that this that this yeah. woman had suffered from a 2016 Grand Cherokee that had popped out of gear, much like uh, the the Anton Yelchin actor, um, uh, and and basically the exact same thing. Kudos, kudos for remembering the, the name out.
1: too. I, I mean, well, yeah, Chekhov is the only thing I could come up with.
0: <laughs> but I was surprised to see that this was a Wrangler um, and that th- this had happened with. So, um, it, actually, no correlation. And I, from what I can tell, I, I don't think that's a 2016. Regardless, they have completely different transmissions. So, it's not like it was the same issue to begin
1: with. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you're probably spot on. It probably n- no mercy break, uh, which was what I had, had mentioned. But whenever throwing the gym bag in and hitting, the, uh, uh, hitting the, uh, the, the stick shift. Or it's possible that it was in neutral. The whole time, yeah. yeah, and it was just, you know, her kind of shifting
0: the weight a little bit by opening the door or trying to get in that got the wheels to move a little bit. It got, you know, over that tiny little pebble that was, you know, preventing that wheel from moving, and that was just enough. And yeah, pebbles. she
1: probably was, you know, this is flat as Kansas. I don't need to worry about this. God, <laughs> oh, gee, <laughs> thanks for that. I yeah. <laughs> got <Dang> it. <laughs> oh, man. Such an easy target. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you
0: know that. what else is easy is for you guys to let us know what you think about uh, any of the stories or anything that you hear here on the Jeep Talk show. Be sure to let us know what you're thinking about the show by by phone or by email. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com/contact to find out all the different ways to reach out to us here at the show. You're listening to a 4x4 radio network podcast. Hey, and speaking of different things, there's all kinds of different shows, uh, different podcasts, if you will, available over at the 4x4radionetwork.com website, and of course, it's all off-road related. So if you've got friends that are not into Jeeps, that's okay, it's not their fault. But they've, we've got something for them over there as well. Shows like, well, I don't know, the 4x4 podcast. How about the center steer podcast? Trail Chasers, the On the Trail podcast. Heck, even the Jeep talk show is there as well. It's all in one place, it's all for free, and all you got to do is enter the number four, letter X, the number four, and Radio network.com that's 4x4 radio network.com
1: we'll see you there and having friends that are not into off-roading not into 4x4s this is a great public outreach uh, that you can just put them on to the, uh, the, the, the 4x4 radio network so think of it that way you're helping them
2: I'm surprised you have friends
1: I don't they're all online Mackinac oh, it's pronounced Mackinac, not Mackinac. Yeah, I like Mackinac. I'm gonna say that from now on. <laughs> I, I had that. I had that Mac
0: at night stuck in my head the entire time I was I was writing that story. And it, timely and it's reference, like,
1: by the way. Oh bastard. yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i even mentioned it after after that and and it's like it, it dawned on me like the next day or something like somebody who's in discord is saying it's not pronounced that way you jackass i don't
1: think anybody oh, got God. after you about right. nacidocious i forget how you pronounce nacidocious but it was it's a such a strange word but being in uh, in southeast texas all my life i, I know it's nacidocious uh but uh <laughs> there was another one that you did. Oh, what was it was it Moab? Somebody kind of I got after us about Moab because we were pronouncing it wrong. I'm probably doing it now. I'm not doing it on purpose by the way. Mob, no, it was mob, Moab 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 something else. I like Moab. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we need a uh, uh, we need to spend 120 hours scavenging all of the mispronunciations uh <laughs> and just have a m- mispronunciation show. <laughs> Hey, Is the Rubicon still open or closed? Yeah, rather, the Rubicon, <laughs> I love that Ru- Rubicon Jeep you got.
2: <laughs> uh, it's like the favorite kind of pie, the Rubicon pie. Oh, my yes. god, pie! You had me at pie, <laughs> oh, gladiator.
1: My name is Gladiator.
2: Gladiators, are you not
1: entertained? Are you
2: not
0: entertained? Is this not why you
1: gladiator so we were running low on supplies here at studio a and my wife and i ventured out to our local sam's club i, I think sam's clubs are everywhere right if you if you don't know sam's club you probably know costco uh big, oh yeah we got Costco's. big box stores basically uh where you, you go in you buy a 55 gallon drum of butter for for example uh so jesus so we- <laughs> it was i just per- peaked uh, uh, chuck's interest there uh so wow. I, a bright it was a bright cloudless sunny weekday morning uh, and and all these things are I think important to understand this. Uh it wasn't dark at night, it wasn't rainy or stormy or anything like that. Bright, sunny, absolutely wonderful outside. And we got there before the hordes of shoppers. So I got probably about 8:40 or something. So got there early. We can get we can go in early uh because of the the membership that we have. And uh so uh, you know, we went in there and shopped and, uh, my wife was like, oh my God, it's $317. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's expensive nowadays, but we don't go that often. So anyway, uh, once we got back home and I was uh, unloading everything or, or we were unloading everything, I'll get in trouble if I say I, I unloaded it. I wish you unloaded it. I have to unload too. You know? so anyway, but I, but I digress. Uh, so I unloaded everything and I noticed some sort of streaming dirt or mud on the front, uh, driver's side, uh, fender flare. And uh, I looked at it closer, and there was like this curl of something. And I, I went to look at it closer, and it was a curl of plastic. From oh, I thought it was the curly fries
0: that the person oh. that was in the crosswalk oh. that you hit was holding, and you know,
1: well, they couldn't hang on, so I don't think the fry could either. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, this was a piece of plastic from the 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 flare, uh, the front f- uh, fender flare. And uh, I looked at it closer, and that. Stream of mud and stuff was actually scratches. So somebody had keyed the vehicle. What? So I moved what? to the front to look, and they had keyed the front of the hood as well, and a little bit of the flare, the passenger side flare, but not as uh, as excited or aggressive as they did the first flare. So I'm sure they started on the driver's uh, side flare and, and moved across. And uh, unlike a man, which would have done that uh, while I was there to see it, this was done, you know, in, um, I guess, relatively uh, obscurity. Uh, unfortunately, the, the things that I mentioned about it being bright, sunny, and uh, daytime and weekday and all the rest of that stuff just indicates to me how stupid this person was to do this. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't thought through. I mean, if you think, think these things through at all. Hmm. So somebody keyed your rig. Yep, in the parking lot, they did. And
0: uh, well, I'm glad you're not trying to blame these stripes on me. It's like, well, now Josh clearly did
1: that. Uh, the last you were a thousand eight, miles eight, away. It crossed my mind. I, Josh, probably, I guarantee you, I mean, That does I'm sound like an XJ. I mean, not very smart. <laughs> so uh, you know, and, and also too, I like to be fair about things. I don't want to just assume that somebody did this at. Uh, at Sam's Club because maybe it happens maybe somebody came up in the driveway and did it at night so fortunately I have some uh, security cameras at the house so I went back to review that footage uh, before we left and nice clean no damage and we only went one place uh, went from the house to Sam's Club stayed there about an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 30 minutes came back out came home uh, and uh, there was the damage that's wow
0: man I mean, are we? Are we? Well, obviously, in the in the fenders, plastic. It's it's into the plastic, but on the paint, uh, how deep did it go? I mean, are we down to metal? Just down to the I'm primer? I'm not
1: sure. We- I was looking at it uh, closer. Uh, I was pretty sure it was into the paint, but frankly, it just pisses me off to look at it. So, uh, I that really haven't done a lot of investigation on it. Uh, I was more Any concerned about get damaged. No, 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 no. The wrap is, uh, there's nothing on the sides. This is all on the front. Oh, okay. And uh, okay. The, 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 the decal that's on the hood, it was, oh, good, a good foot uh, from uh, from that decal. Now, I can't see it from driving the vehicle. I may have noticed it uh, if I had uh, seen something uh, driving it, but this is on the, the front of the hood. You know, it kind of slopes down on the front. So um, once I got home, I, as I mentioned, I re- reviewed the, the security footage for him here, here at the house, and everything was fine before we went. So uh, I contacted Sam's Club and, and found out that there's an asset protection person at the club and uh, who handles all the video cameras and, and provides the video to police. So Isn't that
0: uh, usually the 75-year-old woman that, out in the front who says, Welcome to Walmart. We love you.
1: Well, she can't do both. So this is some guy that uh, is in the back, I guess, with all the you know. I'll be darn I did a, a camera count today. They have uh, like these little uh, uh, pillars, I guess, or they have a, a cluster of ca- uh, security cameras. There are uh, there was seven clusters that I uh, that I counted, and this is just on the front of the building, Sam's building. I'm sure they've got some out by the the, the pumps, and uh, but each camera uh, pod or cluster had three cameras on it. So there 20, was a there was twenty degree a, view on it, yeah. You know, that, twenty twenty one cameras on just the front of the building. So anyway, uh, the security guy or the asset protection person reviewed the the security footage uh, while I was on the phone with him, and uh, <laughs> some of the like I mentioned the twenty one plus security cameras he had. And uh, he was able – Yeah, you can't miss my Jeep. It's the one that says <laughs> Jeep talk show all over it. Well, it was pretty cool because he, he said uh, – he was asking me questions so he'd know where to look. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, yeah. And uh, so I suspected it was the truck that was parked in front of me that was already there when we got there. And hmm. uh, But I had no way of knowing for sure. And uh, But I had the, the license plate number from my dash cam but no evidence of the action. So that's why I had gone to uh, Sam's Club to see what they have. And uh, he he was reviewing it. He goes, oh, he goes, yeah, the, that guy from that truck you're talking about, he's he's doing something to the front of of your Jeep. Uh, he goes, uh, um, oh, hang on, let me get another angle, and now I understand why he was talking about another angle. <laughs> and uh, he's looking at it uh, from another angle, and he says, "This is," and I quote, "That motherfucker is is keying your Jeep." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And we had a bit of a discussion. He has a a, a Toyota that's lifted with large tires on it. And he got keyed at Walmart right after picking up a brand new car from a dealership. Went to Walmart and his his brand new vehicle got keyed. That's effed up. He pulled a gun on the guy because he he was going out as this was happening. Pulled a gun on the guy and held them there until the police got there.
2: Good. That's. Are you fucking do it? Yes,
1: exactly. So he has a vested interest, so to speak, not only being in charge of bad things happening in the parking lot uh, and providing uh, evidence to police, but he has a personal vested interest in uh, shutting down these assholes that would do something like this. You want to beat my ass for some reason? Wait for me, you know? be a man or, hey, be a woman. Uh, you, you're probably not going to get hit, but I'll stop you from hitting me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, once he, he was able to confirm that he had evidence of uh, the person and who did it, uh, at least from the standpoint of uh, license plate, because he was able to get that as well. And I didn't think about this. He also has footage, uh, or Sam's Club also has footage of the, the guy coming in and going out. So there's actually, you can actually uh, identify the individual that uh, was was there at the at the club. Not to mention, uh, the, you know, he they, they had to check out and stuff. So there's uh, all kinds of information. It's a membership, so you have to have uh, a card to use their oh, services. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he had a lot of stuff, and and really, in uh, when he uh, he did some more investigation, called me back, and because uh, he, he uh, at, at at the time when we were on the phone, he hadn't looked at the oh, license please plate. So tell me, he gave you the
0: guy's contact information? <laughs> oh no 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 no
1: no! Absolutely not. That would be they would be in a bad situation if, if I. I chose to do something to this like, guy.
0: You, you didn't get this from me, but yeah. here's his phone number. But he was yeah. able to
1: confirm the license plate number that I had with what he had from his security video. Well, that's some good affirmation. Oh, it's it yeah. is it's like, my God, this is a lot of evidence that the the Harris County Sheriff's uh, uh, Office uh, will, will have to go after this guy. Now, um, so uh, once I had this confirmation that they had this footage, I called the Harris County uh, Sheriff's non-emergency number. I mentioned that because you guys out there, you need to know that this isn't a 911 situation. Uh, I know that that's that's like, oh, duh, but some people don't know this. And uh, so anyway, I called the non-emergency number and reported the incident. After filling out uh, my report, they were going to pick up the security footage when they came here. They collected the information from me, saw the damage, and uh, they were going to go by Sam's and pick up the security footage on CD, DVD, DVD, or whatever the guy was going to put it on. And they didn't. Them bastards. They didn't collect the information. And several people on our, on our Discord uh, uh, server said that they're not going to mess with that. That's, that's low theft. They just want you to use your insurance deductible, get it fixed. It's, it's not important. It's a civil matter. We're not going to deal
0: with it. It's too uh, well, low it's, priority. But it's, it's, but it's not, not high enough dollar it, figure. But it's not. It is
1: uh-huh. a criminal mischief event. And depending on what I find out from the body shop, so the, it wait, could be so, a so, felony. Uh,
0: so this this isn't just your average run of the mill rudimentary vandalism.
1: The, the, this is actually criminal mischief. That, that's what the that is the way the officer wrote it down uh, is criminal mischief. And ta- mischief. in talking to the victim uh, communications person, uh, I'm supposed to give them the dollar amount because depending on the dollar amount it could wind up being a felony misdemeanor. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What milli- is it? Over,
0: over $2,500 or $5,000 or something. There's a dollar figure that once it goes
1: over that, this is no longer a misdemeanor. I think it's, I think it's 700 here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So this could be a felony conviction. Anyway, so listen to our Thursday episode, episode 752 for more information on this story. Hopefully you're interested in I'm not boring you. I know
0: how it ends right now.
1: <laughs> 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 well, it hasn't ended yet. So this isn't going to be just a couple of episodes. You're going to you may have to wait a few episodes before uh, the final outcome on this, but uh and I have a lot of information uh from other sources, not from Sam's Club, but from other sources uh as far as this gentleman's name his address so on and so forth so
2: it's <laughs> so gonna be called tony's days of our lives and you're only gonna listen to it like one little part for the rest of your effing life well i understand what you're saying chuck and i and also too i'll give you a pass on that
1: because i understand you don't have a, a new jeep that it would bother you that somebody <laughs> did anything to it but having i think having a yeah. new jeep uh, especially with plastic, cause it could take damage so easily. I, I think yeah. it means a lot more. Yeah, because uh, those fenders uh, are going to have to be replaced <laughs> now. <It's- laughs> And One painted, of these days and painted, they're color match. I've got so many questions. Oh, I'm gonna have ask, to ask, and I'll tell uh, you. I'll, and I'll tell you. Just keep listening. If if I can't answer, yeah, it. no, if, I know. <laughs> if it's if it's part of what we've already covered, ask. Has insurance gotten involved yet? Has there been an estimation yet? Uh, I I called the insurance. They really weren't interested in uh, trying to locate this guy, which I thought they might because I, I had the license plate number. And uh, but they were more than willing to you know charge me the two fifty deductible, take oh, care sure. take care <laughs> of repairing the, the jeep, and then their investigation unit would go after the guy, and then once they were able to collect the money, then I would get my two fifty back. And, and 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 it's not the two fifty; it is no, the idea that this person okay. needs to be held
2: accountable. Yeah, 100%. are they going to like use a little red pen and just like write in where the scratch is just like make a little red mark on it and be done with it because it's just a Jeep or well, are they going to do it right?
1: Well, thanks to my good friend Greg Henderson, he gave me some tidbits of things to to tell them at the body shop. I did not mm-hmm. know this, but you do not want. It makes perfect sense. Now, you do not want your hood removed from the Jeep because when Jeep paints uh, the Jeep, they paint it with the hinges on mm-hmm. the hood. That's so right. if they start breaking that uh, the the hinges up from the hood, it's going to break the paint. It's going to allow uh, moisture and stuff to get under the hinge. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about the hinges on top of the on top of the hood. So yeah. uh, he it's gave me great. several things, and it didn't. Uh, and I'll mention this: the the body shop guy uh, was uh, came out there while I was uh, the the person that was writing it up. Uh, and uh, he he I think he had overheard what I had said uh, inside the office, and he came out there and uh, he was uh, he was shitting on everything that I had asked for. And I told him basically, well, I understand what you're saying. You could be right, but I'm going to let State Farm uh, allow, uh, tell me what I can and can't do or his insurance. Yeah. Of course, I yeah. found out later that his insurance is State Farm. And I hate that.
2: Uh-oh, oh, dang, dang it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Greg let you know that the best way to fix this is to actually yank the motor and throw the 392 <laughs> in there as well. <laughs> I mean, oh,
1: that is. Man, to- if, if insurance would cover it. Woo-hoo! Oh boy. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, that hey, you—you you, you nine- you managed uh,
0: You managed to finagle a uh, a Gorilla Glass replacement out of the uh, out of the
1: insurance company. So I don't know, Tony. Some creative talking might get you there. Oh, but I don't want to be without the the glad eater for as long as it would take, and it never would be perfectly right. Oh, it
2: would be close enough.
1: I'd be working on the damn thing like I do the XJ. Yeah. Anyway, stay tuned uh, for our next uh, flagship episode on Thursday, episode 752. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is
0: uh, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Cody with trailchasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys.
2: This is Cody from Indiana. yoo Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is F.J. Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't
0: have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron
2: out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jake in Oregon Trail Opera. Hi. This is Jake from California. And I'm sitting here eating
0: four friends for breakfast. Hey, this is PA uh, P-A-G-Free. Hey Tony Josh, Danny,
1: it's actually Jake calling. This is John, pre-runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, the Anal Growth Restraint System. No! No, no, no. No, that's not right. We love our listeners. <laughs> we really do. We love hearing from you guys as well. From the mind of Nikki
0: G! Hey this is Nikki G, and a while back in the Zoom room you guys talked about uh, junkyard parts, and I've got a lot of junkyard parts on my Jeep. A lot of them body panels. I'll get body panels all day long. Anywhere items like a starter or a water pump, you're just asking for problems. Well that's my take on it. And that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I wrote a book on bricks. Yeah, looking back, paper would have been a better choice. Alright, boys and girls, I'll chat to
1: you later and you have a good one. Bye. Eighteen percent funnier.
2: God damn that it, Nicky. <laughs> yeah, it's better, man.
1: I'm now seeing yeah, really can. bad jokes on uh on social media that I want to send to Nikki G. <laughs> ah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's say, well, have you seen this one? <laughs> <laughs> We need one of those. Uh, we need a drop where it goes, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I thought you had one of those over on the board. I Maybe may. Not. I get At one time. <laughs> get on it. Hey, coming up this week on Friday, the day that we have interviews, episode 753, Sean Marks and Jared, uh, Jared, I was so concerned about the last name, Jared uh, Pet Petiprin. Petaprin, Petaprin uh, of America's Most Wanted 4x4, uh, amw4x4.com. And if you don't know who that is already, get ready, yeah, get ready to be excited. They put Hemis in Jeeps. They also oh, sell yeah, Jeeps they, with Hemis already in them. <laughs> yes, they do. I've known <laughs> yeah. that,
0: these guys have been on my radar for a long time.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, And a little side note, I found out from Greg Henderson uh, that before he started working, this his first uh, Jeep TJ that he had. Uh, The company, not this one, it was the company prior to this one, uh, but the same people uh, actually used to do all the modifications to his Jeep. So back in the, like, uh, 99, 98, 99, before uh, he worked at AEV and all the rest of that stuff, before he knew anything about working on Jeeps, this is the company that did all the stuff for him, uh, putting on the lift and everything else. So. they've been
0: in the uh, news segment that i've done a, a couple of few times before in the past i think that they've uh they've done a six-figure jeep uh at least once mm-hmm. uh if not a couple times mm-hmm. uh but so yeah th- these guys have have been on the show um i've been mentioned in the show and and if i had the money they would be a uh, uh they w- i would be a uh a customer of theirs for sure
1: yeah it's one of our rare uh, two-person interviews as well because both uh, sean and uh, jared uh were on the episode and uh, when, I, uh, when I said, "Hey, we might want to yeah, we might want to uh, uh, partner uh, between you guys and uh, the Jeep Talk show, uh, Should I just uh, you know, give you a call?" Jared. He goes, "Oh no, no. no. call Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's, Jared's the owner. He does not need talk to somebody else. <laughs> but it was a really fun interview, so listen to that this coming Friday.
2: You must have needed this every day. I-
0: It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Now, if you are one of those guys who is a tinkerer, uh, likes to work on your Jeep or other vehicles for that matter, or maybe you just um, you've kind of kind of got your Jeep all set up, you've got a dedicated bag of tools for the Jeep. This is going to be one of these items that's going to be a must-have pick of the week for your Jeep for sure. Uh, And what this is is a flexible magnetic tool holder. It's basically like a mat of magnets that you could throw on the side of the Jeep, on a fender, on the side of your toolbox, uh, hang it from the bumper whatever you know you need you know that you're going to be uh, having to do a u-joint replacement out on the trail or something like that so you grab all the tools that you're going to need you throw them on this mat and and everything is all in one place and it ain't going to go anywhere this thing is made in the usa with a lifetime manufacturer's replacement warranty so uh yeah right there that pretty much says it all completely flexible design uh, means it can stick and conform to all kinds of different ferrous surfaces like fenders, roll bars even, bumpers, rock rails, even the underbody. I mean, slap one of these things and hang it from the axle for that matter. I mean, when you're working on the Jeep, you're not going to go down the trail with this thing hanging off the uh, off the Jeep, but you probably could. This thing is going to keep tools, bolts, screws, nuts, anything that is magnetic all at, a, at close reach because it's going to hold onto it very well. It has multiple magnets, and it's embedded in soft water and oil proof material which magnetize the entire surface for convenient hardware and tool organization the thin construction of it means that it's not going to be very obtrusive and it's going to fit inside tool chest drawers so these can even be used as drawer liners in your toolbox if you want uh, to help you organize your tools however you want Um, and the one thing that i like about this the best it reduces sweating how well it's going to uh you know Make it so that those misplaced and dropped tools and hardware that you lose on the trail. You're not going to have to go chasing
1: <laughs> I it. I see it. I see what you're on about now. I was thinking about Fat Boy doesn't like to sweat. This sounded really good to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: is this something that either of you guys could see using in your garage or out on the trail?
2: Well, I have a question. What's the weight? I mean, uh, like, uh, if you look at the show notes, like uh, any listener can go into the look look at the show notes i mean they're these are smaller tools, so will it handle a, oh, a half, you know a half inch drive ratchet you know a, a a seven eight socket deep well I mean will it hold that kind of weight? That's a good question because I didn't
0: see if it if it listed you know what kind of weight it can hold. I know that the entire thing itself weighs only about two pounds, but other than its holding force, uh they didn't list as far as a pound rating. Uh, mm-hmm. what it's holding forces is capable
1: of. That's how they get you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, will it hold my beer, you know, as I'm working on stuff? Because if it can't do that, I don't y- Your really
1: beer can is made out of the same stuff that the new Jeeps are made out of, aluminum.
2: Oh, crap. I thought you just was going to say plastic.
1: Nope. No, it's, uh, it makes me sad that uh, the doors uh, and, and several pieces on the Jeep are aluminum now. Really? Now, I do see a picture where yes, they're holding a
0: full can of WD-40 up against a wall
1: hmm
0: that probably weighs more than your beer
1: i wonder if we have a lister that maybe has this product that could reach out to us and let us know what's uh, the what's the heaviest uh-huh. thing you've put on there
0: well what i like about it it's yeah. less than 40 bucks you know less than 40 bucks probably pack on a few other things, get some free shipping or something like that. But, I mean, it's relatively inexpensive. uh, And they make different sizes and and shapes of this thing. They make them really long and skinny. They make them more um, square than rectangular and stuff. There's a couple different styles of these, so you can kind of pick which one is going to work for you. Um, and And they range in price from about $21 up to $38 for this larger one. Uh, I like the larger one because it's more versatile. Uh, More magnets means more strength, at least so I'm guessing. Um, But uh, but yeah, I, I like anything that is capable of improving my use of tools. Uh, and this would certainly be one of those.
1: Oh, I just realized uh, what I see there. Are those little circles on that thing is not clever. A little uh, modeling of the uh, the of the, the, the unit. That's the that's magnets. The magnets. Yeah. Those are the magnets. Yeah. So I yeah. wonder if yeah. you if you could uh, just replace the magnets with some uh, high quality neodymium uh, magnets. And you, you may never get it off your fender if you have a, a metal fender. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, at that point, uh, it may become a permanent fixture of the Jeep. <laughs> yeah. So, you just you can leave the tools on the, Could you imagine <laughs> the social media stuff that you'd get and people hollering at so, you, sir, sir. <laughs> there's something on the side of your Jeep. I know. I've been trying to tear it off for weeks. <laughs> uh, that's a great, uh, great YouTube video there. <laughs>
2: I know, Josh, when we were doing Dad's Jeep, I kind of did it backwards, right? So we redid the body and all that stuff and the interior and stuff, and we actually presented it to my dad, and then his head gasket's blue. And so then we redid the motor after all of the body stuff, which is yeah. like counterintuitive. And it was a fight because we were doing the Scrambler at the s- same time as Dad's Jeep, and the Scrambler's paint is shit, so it doesn't matter. You know, you throw your bolts and stuff on the fender... And dad's Jeep had brand new paint on it. So it was a constant, like, get that shit off of the paint. Mm-hmm. This, would have been, this would have been really cool because, the, you know, CJ fenders, you know, YJ fenders, TJ fenders, everybody's fenders are, are flat-ish. So if you even had that just kind of draped over it, exactly, you know, you're going to take the paint and it's really not going to have to hold a bunch of weight. But God dang it, man, this might be something that I might even buy. Cause I now, mean, when we I was, are going to eventually I was gonna have
0: electronics. When yeah. I was, you know, working in the automotive industry for a living, uh, fender mats were a prerequisite. I mean, you have a $85,000 sports car and you in your shop. Uh, the last thing you want to do is, is, you know, put a small scratch in it because the, you know, your buckle on your belt got a little too close to the fender. Or, you know, that rivet on your jeans or that tool that you had in your back pocket or something, you got a little too close to the car. You know, th- th- so that was, that was, these fender mats, the fender mat idea has been around for decades. Magnetic version right. of it, though. That's a whole nother story.
2: Yeah, that's pretty bitching, man.
1: So I don't know that this would be. Uh, this is. Uh, I, I read a comment here by somebody that had uh, commented on this uh, this uh, this unit, and they said we had no problems placing fifteen pound weight plates securely on these mats. So your parts will hold fine. The only problem oh, I have yeah. with that statement is plates, because that means more than uh, maybe Surface, you know sorry. five or six. Yeah, more than maybe five or six magnets are attaching the plate. So, uh, but it, it definitely sounds. I mean, a fifteen-pound uh, plate is uh, is pretty damn heavy. That's a good amount of weight. Yeah.
0: I mean, God, you'd have to have one hell of a crescent wrench to have it weigh fifteen
1: pounds. Well, well I think Josh. I mean, not Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, oh. that, at least I didn't call you the other name, uh, Chuck. Uh, the I think uh, <laughs> Chuck has a little four-letter word. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I think Chuck uh, had a good point about the half-inch. Uh, drive or especially like a breaker bar or something because those things are very beefy. And right. I don't think yeah. they're 15 pounds. I don't think they're anywhere I close still to that. Yeah, I still and, think and they're the, usually that. longer and wider. Uh, so no comment, Chuck. And it, that means more magnets uh, holding it to the uh, to the surface. Deal. Well, what do you think,
0: Jeeper? Is this going to be something that you want in your garage, in your Jeep, in your tool bag? Well, now that you must have one of these soft, flexible, magnetic tool-holding mats, we're going to make it very easy for you. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for Episode 750. We're going to get you all hooked up.
1: Maybe you mentioned this, Josh, but uh, I see some pictures here from people on uh, Amazon uh, that uh, user or uh, purchaser supplied uh, pictures where they're actually Mm -hmm. using this on pegboard. So they're using this as, you know, as they attach it to the pegboard and put your tools up there. That's not a bad idea. We don't care about those. All kinds of different hacks. Yeah. You literally could put the tools that you need for the job or the last time you did this job all on the magnetic mat and then pull that off and stick it to your Jeep and put it back on on the pegboard when you were done. Oh
0: yeah, this Just is an my idea. brick job mat. This is my oil change mat. This is yeah, my my audio installation mat. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and
1: and then it's like, honey, are you gonna live out in that, that garage? Or are you coming inside? <laughs> Where's my sandwich? Yeah. Same same guy that married the pregnant wife. All right, so there we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, Josh, we have some really big news for our listeners. Um, there's listeners out there that, that have not been listening long enough that do not know that you actually have a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Tony. That's, wow, that's really nice No, seriously. I'm not picking bus. on you. I'm not picking on you, but I'm serious. They, there's no talk, no discussion really about your Jeep, and there's a reason for that. So bring everybody up to date as to why uh, nobody thinks you have a Jeep.
0: So, uh, a lot of the stories that I do tell here on on the show about my Jeep are years old, uh, because my Jeep has been down for a number of years, major mechanical. Uh, we're talking nearly full engine rebuild or engine swap is what I was looking at, uh, to be honest. Uh, and so, it was um, right after I had just done a top-end rebuild. And it's not that I cut corners or cheaped out on parts or did things wrong. It's that I didn't do one step um and although i followed the factory service manual to a letter uh this one step is something that is just sort of um, a pack mentality you just kind of do this sort of thing i didn't know that because i'm not an engine builder i'm just a shade tree mechanic i know a few things
1: you're not in the pack basically
0: yeah um, and so i didn't do this one step um and that was honing the bores that the lifters ride in as they go up and down on the cam uh one of them had gotten stuck and it shaved a lobe on the, on the, on the cam. Um, it did a uh, great the,
1: job. It did a great job shaving the lobe. It was very, it very sh- professionally sh- done.
0: It <laughs> took about a quarter inch off of the overall height of that lifter. And, as, uh, I, and so, as
1: I recall, you were hoping that maybe a valve or something, had uh, a spring or something for the valve had, had right, messed up. Right, because
0: I had just had the head gone through, um, spent a fortune on, on having the head redone, and, uh, and having all that gone through and, and, and rebuilt and everything. Uh, and so I was hoping that, okay, it's just that, uh, it's their fault, they can warranty this or guarantee, you know, whatever, uh, and take care of the problem. And so once I got the uh, the vehicle into the garage, started tearing into it, uh, popped open the valve cover, started looking at the valve train, and uh, started going down, you know, from cylinder one all the way down to cylinder six, inline six engine. uh, It became very evident uh, very quickly what had happened. Mm
1: -hmm. So most recently, I don't know. You got a bug up your ass. Actually, I think it was uh, Chuck giving you a hard time about uh, your Jeep being broken for so long. Uh, But you took a week off. (laughs) <laughs> he took a
0: week well, off and, to and work on your and that's G. what it was is is i had just and in fact um that the previous rebuild couldn't have happened without listener support um oh, that's so true. i just wanted just want to say that really quick right now. I, I'm not a man of, of much means. And, and so the only way that that was going to happen, honestly, was I was going to have to pull out another credit card or something like that. Um, and, and that's just not
1: ideal. Yeah, and, uh, and for all those people that are going, why would it take three years to fix this? It was purely well, financial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. That's,
0: that, that's what it was. So after, I mean, I, had, it, 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 I didn't have enough money uh, to do the last rebuild. It, it honestly came from the support of, of, of our listeners that, I, that that was even possible. Um, and even then by the skin of my teeth. Um, and, and so when that, when everything went, what I thought went really well and the Jeep was running for months, I was stoked. Um, everything was great. So when that happened, I still had the breaking oil in the engine. I mean, I were talking less than 500 miles later, this happened. And, and I mean, I, I was done. I mean, at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have the money for the parts. I didn't know if the head was done or not. Um, and so, uh, you know, I started tearing into it to discover what the problem was. Um, and once I figured out what the problem was, okay, you know, this is going to require more parts. Start making the list. Okay. What can I get and when? And so it took a while to get the parts. And even then, um, I had an, I don't know if you guys remember, um, I had an issue with the camshaft when they delivered my camshaft, oh, that's the package right. was broken. Yeah. And so the camshaft was like sticking halfway out the cardboard box. And I'm like, uh, happy I'm not to, going happy to you happy a mm. vital you know, engine component that's been exposed to shipping, you know, wh- wh- whatever, I mean, God knows how long that's been banging around on how many different trucks and trains and God knows what else. So no, I'm not going to put something that critical that, is, that, it, that requires, you know, a finite tolerances to work properly into my engine, knowing that it's likely compromised. Um, so I had to go through this whole process of, of getting it refunded, getting a new one shipped out, Dealing with, I I can't remember now if it was UPS or FedEx, and and, and insurance with them as to, you know, covering it. Do you guys need this old one back? Are they going to come and get it? You know, all this stuff. And and so once that was finally finished, and I was like, okay, I have the camshaft. I've got some of the parts, but I don't have all of the parts. So it was probably a year and a half in, in collecting parts. Because again, it wasn't like every week or every paycheck or even every month, I had enough money to buy the parts that I needed. Uh, and so it was a long time in the running, getting all the parts I needed. And then at that point, even once I had all the parts, it was okay. I need the time to do this. And so it wasn't the kind of thing to where, well, I can go ahead and I can take the head off and and let the engine sit. And I can go ahead and take this component off. I can let the engine sit at a certain point. The teardown was done and I needed to do the rebuild. And, and, and when you get to that point, the rebuild can't just happen over the course of a year you kind of got to do it all at once because you're yeah. dealing with things like break-in oil, um, you know, assembly lube and stuff like that. Components need to be put in in a certain state of lubrication and they need to, you know, to to move, um, to be able to uh, continue with the rebuild and get into a full lubrication cycle and, all, and a break-in cycle and all that within a relatively short period of time. And w- if I was just a, you know, I'm going to slap the cam in, but I don't have the lifters, don't have the push rods, what I'm going to do is just going to sit there for God knows how long. So no, I needed a block of time to where I could do it all at once, and the only way that was going to happen was for me to take the time off of work. There's hey, just too much hey of a demand on my time to, in order to to get that kind of work done.
1: Hey Josh, I got some bad news for the listeners. Uh, speaking of a block of time, our time is done. So people, I was just getting started, so, dude. I know. So this is no. this is great. They can come back Second for <laughs> episode seven fifty two and hear more i'm not going to say the final but hear more about uh, josh's uh, rebuild and you and you get to find out if it runs now or not so
0: yeah are we are we finally at the point of where uh, where where things are good or, or are did, we or, back to square one or did something again? break <laughs> are
2: we, are you guys going to drag this shit out forever you're going to get to the fuck Chuck end of it? is the voice of the listener <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, man like episode 1357 josh is getting new tires good <laughs>
1: oh night. no he already has the new tires he got them three years ago <laughs> that's another thing we can talk about actually yeah, we man, talked a little awesome, bit about that right yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah it's awesome that it's happening but i just yeah. want to freaking know
1: i know I do, too.
0: (laughs) I'll stick around. We'll get into the rest of what's going on with my Jeep and its uh, state of running or not. And what's happening, well, everything with my Jeep here in the coming episodes. So stick around. Uh, This is going to get good. Hey, you know what else is good is our Tuesday roundtable episodes. Now, I was telling my co-host before we went on the air that uh, I actually tried to, to join in on the last roundtable episode. There was something going on with one of my Bluetooth devices. My mic wasn't working. I was wanting to chime in because you guys were talking about <laughs> stuff that I definitely had two cents that to, to, you know to, to contribute. And there were several times I was trying to get in, but I just couldn't. So, uh, but anyways, uh, our Tuesday roundtable episodes is where the Jeep Talk Show records an episode live with you, the listener. In fact, we enjoy uh, invite all of the listeners. Uh, to come around the world's biggest round table of nothing but jeepers to talk jeep as we record an episode of the world-famous jeep talk show and you can be a part of it this coming tuesday even if this is your very first time listening to the show we do it every tuesday and how you can join in is by heading over to jeeptalkshow.com that's our website click that contact button or go to jeeptalkshow.com contact you're going to find a link to sign up for our newsletter the Jeep Talk Show newsletter has the information that you need to join in on the Tuesday roundtable episodes. Don't worry, it's not pay-to-play or special subscription stuff. Honestly, we just do it through Zoom, and we provide you the links and the, and the codes and all that sort of stuff. But that's all you got to do. The newsletter is free. We don't spam you. We don't sell your information. And it's a great way to find out what's happening here on the show and about how to join in on the fun. It's all happened at jeeptalkshow.com contact, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Well, Jeep, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail, but we've got another episode coming up right around the corner. Until then, be sure to call into the show and tell us where you're listening from. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. All well, this too is a Jeep thing, and I think we both understand just fine. <laughs>
1: Broadcasting since 2010.